What's good, y'all? Your boy Brandon back again. Another episode of the Unrun Podcast, man. This week in the studio, we got a good friend of mine, uh, Jose the Taco Guy, one of the biggest foodies here in Vegas. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Thank you, man. Been waiting for this, bro. Absolutely, man. It's been a long time. It's been a long time in the works, man. We've worked together a few times. I've been seeing you around town. Um, and yeah, I'm happy we're finally having a, a full interview with you. Yeah, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you, man. Absolutely, man. So to start, uh, I got a few questions I got prepared for you. All right. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you. It'll be quick fire questions, so just whatever comes to your mind first. Okay. What was your favorite food as a kid? Favorite food as a kid? As a kid, it's still now, bro. It's pizza, man. That's funny, right? Pizza. I, guy, but I love pizza, man. Is it a Chicago thing? No, man, because like, as a kid, like I was born in California until 11 years old. Yeah. I loved pizza then, too, man. But I, I guess I fell more in love with it, obviously, in Chicago. Man. Okay. What is the most exotic or unusual food you've ever had? Um, I want to say exotic. I don't know. I guess it is exciting for most people, but you know, it's being Mexican man, uh, crickets. Oh, okay. Yeah. What food combo sounds really good, weird, but is actually really good, bro, man. Like I, I know you've, have you ever heard of, uh, have you ever heard of the mayonnaise and peanut butter challenge? Nah. All right, bro. That does not even, nah. it, it, was, it was a challenge, bro. The mayonnaise and peanut butter. Try it, bro. When you try it, your brain's going to be like, why? Can I can I cousin this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, why the fuck is it so good, bro? Try it, bro. Mayonnaise and peanut butter sandwich. On the on it's sandwich, crazy. it's crazy. It's bro. like peanut butter and jelly, but with mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise and peanut butter. That shit, it it doesn't make any sense, bro. I'm not gonna lie, you might have your foodie card revoked by the people after this. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody, listen to this, man. Go to your fridge right now and try it. Yep. What's your favorite food to make when you're at home? Bro, I make a meat. It's gonna sound simple, bro. I make a meat ass grilled cheese sandwich, bro. Yeah. No one can touch my grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. What? What's the secret? I don't want to, okay, it's just instead of buttered mayonnaise, bro. Damn, bro, you riding with mayonnaise. Bro, huh? I don't even like mayonnaise like that, bro. But it just it gives it like the perfect crisp. It doesn't burn. Mm. And it's just try it, bro. Okay. On the outside, though, not on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll see. And then the last one. If you were to die tomorrow, what would be your last meal? Oh, man, pizza from Al's Pizza, bro, in Chicago, bro. Yeah? Yeah. What's so good about that place? Uh, I think like they 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 um they don't burn it, but like they get it perfectly cooked. It almost it almost it'll look burnt to like people that don't know pizza, man. Yeah. But just the crust is good. Uh, the cheese that they use, it's Wisconsin cheese, bro. You gotta use Wisconsin cheese on Chicago pizza. The sauce is not too sweet. It's it's just perfect, bro. It's if you're in Chicago, Al's Pizza in Warrenville. All right, man. Everybody heard it here first. So that was the quick fire question. So that was a good little intro. But I want to break down your story because you're someone that's very known around Las Vegas, especially uh, in the foodie world, but not just the foodie world. I would say you're one of like the biggest crossover people because there's almost like the American English foodies and then there's like the Hispanic Mexican foodies. But you sit somewhere in the middle. You cater to both audiences. And there's something that when people watch your videos, either side can take something from. So. But obviously, before that, right, it had to start somewhere. So, what was that first introduction for for you, like being on TikTok? Um, first one, it's a good question, man. All right, I think the first video where like people, so that all right, let me start from the beginning. When I started TikTok, I wasn't even about tacos. I used to go by El Plug de Las Vegas. Yeah, that was funny because like I, you know I, I did food reviews once a week, and then I went to El Paisa de Las Vegas. But it was about music. I was doing things about the Mexican culture, like. Like, these are people that you never knew were Mexican. Like, little videos like that. And they would get, like, 40, 50,000 views. But then the, the video that put me where I'm at now, like, with food, with uh, Mexican food, I did one. Um, I was like, which U.S. city has the best Mexican food? 
and then I, I started like shitting on Houston, Chicago, where I'm from. <laughs> I started saying, Houston, stick to your brisket. Chicago, stick to the pizza. And then obviously I named LA. Yeah. And then the the one that will help that video, you know, Felipe Esparza, the comedian? Yeah. He commented in that video three times, man. And I missed his comments. And I was going to my cons like, who the fuck got like 300 likes on my video? And it was Felipe Esparza. Yeah. And then from right What did he comment? Like, uh, he's all like, um, he's like, oh, because I, I mentioned I was a truck driver. I was like, I've been all over. I've been to 48 states besides Hawaii and Alaska. And I said, no, no state has it like California. And then Felipe Esparza comments like, the truck driver review, I love it. That was his first one. Yeah. And then the second comment was like, he's at Boyle Heights in the house. Boyle Heights has the best East LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the third comment was something about some of the Isabelas in Brownsville, Texas is the closest thing. I guess mm. that's a restaurant he likes in Texas. And then, um, so I was like, man, maybe, you know what? People like tacos, bro. So then uh, uh, before before TikTok, I was doing uh, taco reviews on Snapchat. Yeah. Just for my friends and my daughter. She's 20 now. She's like, that's like losers. She's like, that's like losers shit. You should go on TikTok. And uh, it was like during the pandemic. And I was like, Ah, dude, TikTok seems weird, man. It seems like for the weirdos, man. Yeah, yeah. And then like, eventually she came out here and she she's the one that opened the TikTok for me. And then like, I started doing like TikTok videos. Man. It was like a weird stigma around TikTok at the beginning. Like, people used to think it was just for kids or it was just dancing. Because I don't know if you knew before TikTok there was an app called Musically. All oh, right. Uh, but where people just would lip sync songs basically. And originally TikTok was super similar to that. Like it was just about singing and dancing and just like doing goofy stuff yeah but now it's like you can find anything on there it's almost like youtube yeah that's what it feels like man and i think that that's what that was the turnout to me because i used to see weird like girls like like those girls that you know the hot chicks yeah that are lip singing and i was like that's what i thought like you said that's what i thought tiktok was you're like man i'm gonna be lip syncing while eating some tacos <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh and then what was the progression like i guess you opened the tiktok um you started doing taco reviews and then when did you officially become Jose the Taco Guy? Man, I, th I think I just changed that like in March, man. Yeah. Just recently. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, like old the old school people. Was, once in a while, people would be like, "I remember when you were the El Paisa de Las Vegas," you know. Mm. Like, occasionally, man, people that were following me from back then. But uh, I became the Taco Guy. Probably. Uh, you ever heard of? Um, oh, you've heard of the uh, Sin City Tacos LLC. Yeah. That was like the. Um, he was the first guy that reached out to me, man. Like uh, that's when I felt like, dude, man, someone reached out to me. I was, was his name David? Yeah, David. Shout out yeah. to David, man. Yeah, my homie David, man. Yeah. Now, now we're like brothers, bro. So he reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, dude, I do some. I do uh, Tijuana style tacos." I said, like, "Man, what's your spot at?" He's like, "I don't sell yet, man." He's like, "I'm gonna do something for the family, and like friends, and yeah. I want you to come and try them. And let me know." And then um, his whole operation was crazy, bro. You know, tacos al carbon and the guacamole. Mm -hmm. And that video, like, it went viral—not viral, but it, it was a lot of views for me. It got like to like twenty something thousand views. Yeah. And then David saw that he saw the comments like, "Where's this at? Where's this at? Where's this at?" And then add a shit ton of comments, man. And then um, that that's when he started. Got, he got his LLC and he just went from there, man. Yeah, and he's yeah. killing it now. Yep. Got the Sin City Tacos, man. He's good. He's a good people's. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, but I guess before all the TikTok, right? That's what you're known for now. That's what you. That's what you. Yeah, that's what you're known for in the city. Always trying different food, showing love to different vendors, supporting local business. Before that, I want to know who Jose the Taco Guy is when he was just Jose. So where were you born? I was born in uh, Santana or Santa Ana, however you want to pronounce it, California, yeah. in California. Yeah. And then um, we moved around a lot, bro, in California. When I was five, we moved to Chino, California. Yeah. And then uh, we lived there for like a year and a half. And then we moved to Phelan, which is outside of Victorville. It's mm -hmm. a little small town. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 11, we ended up moving to Chicago. Yeah, so then... Um, bro, I, I honestly, man, I grew up in Chicago. There's, there's, I have... 
love for Chicago, right? Because like that, you know, I grew up there. Yeah. But man, I was always I was always just like a West Coast guy, man. Like I grew up with my dad's family. I was always closer to my dad's family, and I always used to dream, bro. When I was like 12, 13, I was like, bro, what the hell are we doing out here, bro? We're living in California, bro. Who the hell moves from California to, to Illinois, man? And then the whole time I was like, I'm gonna get back to the West Coast one day, bro. And then I joined the Marines right after September 11th. I enlisted to the Marines. Mm. It was like, I just feel like obviously because September 11th happened. Yeah. But then the other half of me was like, there's like a good chance where I could be stationed in San Diego, bro. Move back. Honestly, bro, that was the reason. Uh, bro. So I ended up uh, being stationed out there. Did eight years. I got out. Became a truck driver. And then um, you know now I got five kids, man. So I was just pretty much a uh, former Marine and slash dad, man. So. But what was that like? Moving from a young age to California, from California to Chicago, what was the culture shock like? Oh man, it was it was crazy, bro. So, just uh, just the weather, the weather was crazy, bro. I I never like it used to get it gets cold in Phelan yeah. in Victorville, but not like thirty below zero. Bro. You never seen snow before? No, it snows in uh, Phelan because we were right on the edge of the on the foothill. Oh, okay, of the mountain. okay. Not like that though, man. Yeah, not like crazy in Chicago. Yeah, huh? it, it, just the food was different, bro. So like, um, we used to go to East LA a lot, man. Cause my grandma lived in East LA when I was a kid. And I remember, bro, bean and cheese burritos, bro. Like, you get them <laughs> anywhere in L.A., cheddar cheese, bro. Like, just traditional, like, L.A. style. Right. Go to Chicago, bro. Uh, uh, they use uh, mozzarella cheese in the burritos. Like, what the fuck is this? And they put lattice on their burritos, yeah. bro. Like, it was, like, it was just, it was different, bro. And um, just, just the style, bro. Just, like, the, just, like, the way everybody talked over there. Like, the slang was different. And I was already 11. You know, when you're 11, you started picking up your own yeah, style. Yeah, right. It was just, it was just, it was, it was different, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And now, what do you, what do you feel for Chicago now? Obviously, obviously you grew up there, but you wanted to get away. So, um, I I, I see it like I see it like yeah, that's where I grew up, man. So I, like I said, man, like I gotta put it this way, man. Like all right, I I could go visit, man. I would never move back. My 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 daughter's there, and like you know that's probably one of the re- one reasons why I would go back. Right. Why, why I do go back? But um, the food over there, I, the food's awesome, man. Chicago's a great. I, I would say it's one of the top cities. Yeah, for, for sure. But other than that, man, um, I, I kind of cut myself off from Chicago, bro. I was I was a White Sox fan, I was a I was a Bears fan, Bulls fan, and then as soon as I moved out here, I was like, I'm starting to clean slate, bro. I'm all Vegas now. Man. <laughs> I love Vegas, bro. Yeah, I can't see myself living anywhere else, man. Mm. Anywhere, honestly, man. And Vegas is home, man. Yeah. And what was it like going joining the Marines? Like, why why after September 11th? What did you feel? I don't know, man. I kind of feel like a little patriotic thing, man. Like I I remember watching like. I, I was in class, so like... How old were you at the time? I was I, I was 18 when it happened. Okay. Yeah, I was a senior in high school. And um, I remember like, you know... I, oh, so here's the funny part, bro. So when that happened, um, I ended up moving back to California. I was in Rancho Cucamonga with my cousin, with my dad, with my dad's side of the family. Yeah. Because I wanted to get out of Chicago. So I was I was there for two weeks, bro. I was going to go to high school there and go to college with him. And then um, I had a... I had a <laughs> somebody, my ex-wife, we were boyfriend and girlfriend... So, like, I kind of used the September 11th thing. It's like, dude, I want to go back to my family because I wanted to go back home to to my girlfriend, to my girlfriend bro. Mm. But anyways, um, when I, when I when the whole September 11th thing happened, I was like, you know, I felt like a little patriotic. It's like, dude, man, really, man? Like, you know, like, seeing shit like that, on like, seeing people jumping from the building and stuff. I was like, yeah. dude, man, I felt like, bro, I want to do kind of my part. So, I actually enlisted, bro, like, about two weeks after that, man. Mm-hmm. I got back to Chicago, and then I, I enlisted, and... I took off like right after graduation of high school. Okay, what was that experience like? Uh, boot camp was like, uh, boot camp, man, dude, it sucked when you were there, man. But now that you look at it, it's just like, um, 
you know, you're like, fresh, you're fresh out of high school, bro. You never dealt with anything in real life. So just having like being yelled at all day. Obviously, you're scared, man, because like right. you got like these guys that kick your ass, bro. Like if you talk back to them, and it was it was it was it was tough, man. We have to wake up early. They tell you how to brush your teeth, how to dress. Like they count you down. You got like thirty seconds to put your clothes on, and it's like it sucked in the beginning. But when you look back at it, it was like it was like it was like a summer camp almost, man. <laughs> and we're getting yelled at all day. Yeah. And then, did you ever, were you stationed anywhere after that? Um, so, yeah, I was at Camp Pendleton four years. And then when I re-enlisted, they stuck me in Miramar, which is in San Diego still. Mm -hmm. So, I was in San Diego for eight years. Did you go overseas? No, I never deployed, man. Okay. Yeah, and I was in the middle of the Iraq war, man. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone I know that served with me deployed. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, man. What was your job? Uh, I was I was an ad, so they go by numbers in the Marines, right? Your MOS. I was an 0 which is admin, mm -hmm. my first four years. And when I re-enlisted, I was a 5811, which is MP, military police. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I just did the eight years, and I bounced. And transitioning from military life to civilian life, obviously, uh, we've seen stories before. Sometimes it can be a little bit difficult. What was that like for you? Uh, the transition, man, it's tough, man, because you, you're just used to a structure, bro, where, like, you know, everything's structured. When you get out, like, you kind of feel lost, bro. You feel lost. Like, it's funny, dude. When you get out of the Marines, you go, you go through a thing called the... Um, What's the name of they call it, man? It's it's a two week class before you get out. Mm -hmm. It's a two week class. Had to act normal again. Had to be a civilian again. Wow. Yeah, bro. So it's like two weeks of like you can't go around. You can't be cussing at people. You can't be yelling at people. Like if shit doesn't go your way, like yeah, they like teach you how retraining to be, you be, basically. be normal again, bro. Yeah. yeah, they teach you about like benefits and they teach you like this is where you go if you want to claim VA. Like it's two week. It's a two week course. Yeah, man. So that shit's funny, bro. They teach you how to be a normal because like, bro, Marines are not normal people, bro. Like, why you got crazy stories? Um, <laughs> I got like, uh, is it cool for the podcast? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. This here's, here's when you, when I'm talking about crazy, bro. This this like Marines are like um, no disrespect to my brothers out there, bro. No, no, no. But we're not the we're not the the, the sharpest tool in the shed, bro. Yeah. Like Marines are like the ones that just like you got the mentality. You got a lot of people like a lot of uh, dudes from the south. Like they're like really patriotic, bro. They go to the Marine Corps because they they know they're the first ones, they last ones out. So they were like, I want to go and kill some people, bro. They're crazy. Basically. Yeah, crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we're done, bro. Honestly, I'm sorry to say that, bro. That's why they say that we eat crayons. There's a joke that says that Marines eat crayons for snacks. All right, bro. So I had a, I had a, I had a sergeant, bro. <laughs> I had a sergeant. I was, I was a junior Marine, but we became pretty cool, man. Like, I, I, you're not supposed to be hanging out with each other. So we used to go to Tijuana, bro. Right? Yeah. And then um, I used to translate for him. We used to go to the. He used to. Now we used to. I used to. I, I'm gonna put this online right now before my wife watches it. I hate strip clubs, bro. Right? Yeah. But most of these guys, like, they had no game, so this guy used to love going to strip clubs. So I was his translator. He ended up meeting this chick in the strip club. They fell in love, like legit, bro. Yeah. Like we used to go on the weekends, hang out with her. Like she would go to her, do her dancing, and then hang out with her after. Bro, <laughs> so the he's like, I want to bring her to the U.S., bro. Yeah. So we had a homie, bro. He used to make fake IDs. And he says, man, I can make you a fake marriage certificate. And, hey, man, but I'm not going to get, hopefully I don't get incarcerated. incarcerated for this. <laughs> it already happened, right? Yeah. So, statute of limitations is way This past. guy, man, he made him, a, he, was, he was from Alabama. He's a Moreno from Alabama. He, he makes him a marriage certificate with the, with the Alabama seal. Yeah. And he gets a needle and he makes it like indent so it can look like it's like, you know, like, like, like stamp, basically. Yeah. So, we go, we go to Tijuana, bro, in the truck. In uh, another homie's truck, we get his name was Carolina. She gets in the car, packs her bags, and we drive across the border, bro. 
he shows up the marriage certificate to the yeah. border patrol agent and he looks at it and he has a smirk on his face and he's like he's like she can't cross with this man and then we're like bro like that's a felony bro and then like he's like bro he's like well, what branch are you guys in first of all because we had a high and tight haircut and it's over in the marine corps he's like man you guys are lucky i'll be for marine man just turn back around and take her back to, take her back to tijuana man <laughs> <laughs> So he already knew. He was like, "Yeah, man, he I've been happy, there. Like, yeah, I've been there." Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's like that's like a mild one, right? Like those stories, like man, you know, like I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. We'll keep those for off the cameras. <laughs> but yeah, man, shout out to all the Marines, man, everybody in the military, man. Thank y'all for your service. Um, but yeah, man, I guess two weeks doesn't seem like a long time. Like a two week class after seeing like is it, you didn't see uh you never deployed but like the people that deployed after being in for years decades some um two weeks to get like readjusted to civilian life is like nothing that's bro. crazy bro yeah, yeah. They're, a, lot, a lot of them like they um like what i what i still have um like i get anxious i want shit done fast yeah like, i have kids bro and i feel bad for them man because like you know when you're in, when you're in the Marines, bro. Like they call it, hurry up, hurry up and wait. That's what they say. Yeah. They make you move fast, and then you gotta wait for whatever's gonna happen. Yeah. And now, man, um, I even I even put it on my wife, man. Like, if we're getting ready to go out somewhere, bro, I get, I, bro, I like honestly, like they they move they're moving at their own pace, bro. Yeah. And, and people can't move fast, bro. Like, that's something that's still like my wife hates it, bro. Yeah. It's like relax, man. Let me get things done, bro. I'm like, do you have like five minutes, bro? It doesn't take longer than five minutes <laughs> to get ready, bro. Like, you know, shit like that, bro. Yeah. And um yeah, just being around crowds, man. Like I never deployed man, but like just like um being around I don't know, it makes sense. it's hard to trust people, bro. It's hard yeah. to like you don't know what people are gonna be up to, bro. You still have that mentality where like you're always looking you call it watching your six, man. Yeah, know, yeah, you know? yeah. So like yeah, that little... stuff like that never leaves you, bro. You think it's just it's a symptom of being in? Yeah, man. Just like um man it's really like that they they stress you out for no fucking reason, bro. Like yeah. I don't know how many times they'll be like you got to be here at 5 in the morning. You show up at 5, and then, like, the higher-ups show up at 6, and then you don't even move anywhere till like, 8 o'clock. You're there for three hours. We're like, what the fuck are we doing here so early, man? <laughs> like, shit like that, bro. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, I guess, okay, boom. You're in, the, you're in the Marines. You do your two-week class. You get out. You went into truck driving right away? No, like, um, so this is going to sound bad, bro. So, um. I I, I I actually got hired as a border patrol agent, bro. Okay. So I went through the process. I went through the interview. I, I did. They don't do a psych. They don't do a psych test like the police department. They do a physical, and um, it was a long, it's a long process, bro. Mm-hmm. At that time, man, uh, I was I was already divorced. I met my wife, man. I met my wife um, during that process. When I met her, dude, she could tell you. She'll tell you, man. I I, I got a letter. From the border, I told her, man, my, 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 my esposa, you know, no tenía papeles, bro. Mm-hmm. So, um, and when I met her, I was like, fuck, man, I don't even want to do this no more, man. So, then uh, I got a letter from them, and I was waiting for that letter because it was going to tell me when I was going to go to New Mexico for school. Mm-hmm. And um, the letter was, like, about my credit. They're like, you got to clean these things up in your credit, and then, um, and then we'll, we'll, send, we'll, we'll send you with the school seat. But by that time, I already had met my wife, bro, my, my girlfriend at the time, and I was like, then I started thinking about it, bro. And I, I, I would have cousins on Facebook back then. Yeah. yeah you know, because I was announcing it. I was like, I'm going to leave this day. Because I, I got hired, bro. I went through the through the boards. Three three uh, border patrol officers, they interviewed me and I passed. And man, I had cousins, bro. Like, are you fucking traitor, man? You fucking <laughs> this and that. But I'm like, the way I was thinking about it, bro, because yeah. like, they get made, they make 100000 a year, bro. Like, off oh, the yeah? Bat, bro, off the bat. Like, 
that with all the overtime. What shit. am I doing podcasting? Yeah, that's not gonna see bro. me here next week, right? <laughs> yeah, no, but at, at, after I met my wife, bro, then I started thinking, man, like I was honestly, man, like um, cuando conocí mi esposa, yeah, she used to make fun of me, bro, because like ahorita, ahorita people, you can see in my comments, man, people comment no sabo kid, yeah, and I feel like my Spanish is a lot better, bro. Like when, when I when I when I met my wife, I just recently got out of the Marines. I didn't speak Spanish for like eight years, yeah, bro. and she would make fun of me, bro. My wife, like she was like, <laughs> I see no and like, and um. I was I wasn't a no sabo kid, but like I just didn't like. There's certain words I, you know, my I, I learned. It's Americanized English or Americanized that, Spanish. Just like my my parents, uh, never went to school in Mexico, right? So yeah. I knew like whatever they taught. Like me. slang Spanish on top of like, like when ranchero, you could like ranchero from the rancho, bro. Yeah, exactly. And my yeah. wife, she went to she went to school in Mexico, bro. So she like a little more educated, so like she knows mm-hmm. the big words and shit that I never fucking heard before. Yeah, bro. exactly. Like I don't even know those words in English, let alone yeah. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my my Spanish, man, you guys. I wish you guys would have heard me like ten, like before I, when I met my wife, bro. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't a struggle. I knew what she was saying, man. But I would use a translator a lot. She would say a word, and I said, "This is what that means." And so, mm. We would we use that shit, bro. Yeah, for like three months in it started getting better. And I started going to Durango with her and shit. So it's just like it's kind of a lot better, bro. Yeah, you lose it if you don't if you don't speak it. You lose it. Yeah, you and do. I find that too. Like when I go to Mexico for for I mean even a few days, but. Usually when I go for longer, like a few weeks, I come back and I'm like, man, my Spanish is so fluid. And then when I'm here, if I don't speak Spanish for a long time, I lose it a little bit. And, or even when I go and I come back, I'll have like an accent a little bit. Like it's hard to pronounce like the Z yeah. because they don't pronounce Z. They say like an S. Yeah, like yeah? An S. So stuff like that. It's funny. But so the Border Patrol fell through. You decided yeah, not to well, do not it. that it fell through. I just, I just, you just went, decided I not to I got the letter it. to clean up my credit. Um, even though, even I did clean up my credit, but like after my wife. Yeah. But um, I was I was just done with it. I was like, I I, I said that's sort of thing, man. My, my, both my parents came here illegally, but like, I, it was gonna. I, I probably wouldn't have lasted in that job, bro. Yeah. Like, doing that to our own raza, bro. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like now that I looked at it, I was I was looking more at the money, bro. Like man, hundred thousand dollars a year, fuck yeah, bro. Like, Especially after like the military, right? Yeah, man. So yeah. what? Then I guess after that was truck driving. Uh, so after that, after that, oh man, let me let me go forward. No. no. So all right, so that whole time I met my wife a year and a half after after the Marine Corps. So for a year and a half, I was going through that process. Mm-hmm. It's a long process, man. Um, during that time, um, what was I doing? I was I was going to school. I, I was trying to use the my my MGI bill. Yeah, but I'm not like I remember I told you before I moved, man. I'm not a school guy, man. Yeah, yeah. So then um, I started dating this Puerto Rican girl. I'm, this is where I'm going. I'm going there, man. I, I, this is the important part. Started dating this Puerto Rican girl. She was living in Chicago. And it was one of those things where, like, um, I didn't want to live with my parents. I, I got out of the Marines. I was freshly divorced. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm 27. I don't want to live with my parents. Dude. So I kind of, like, used this chick almost to, like, live with her, right? Yeah. And um, it got to a point where, like, we were, we were fighting a lot, bro. We were fighting a lot. The, right before I met my wife, bro, um, we got we, we got in a fight. And I was too embarrassed to, like, go back to my parents. Hmm. So I mean, I, li- I was living in bus stops, bro, for like two weeks, bro, before no I met my wife. Shit. Yeah, so I was living, on, I was living in the bus. I, I never, I never told like anybody in my family. I was always too embarrassed. But I was living like in bus stops in, in Chicago for like two weeks. I grew up my beard. I looked like a really homeless, bro, like for reals, man. And like I was like scrapping, like like um, like I had, I had a few uh, bucks in my in my in my in my account. I bought Windex at Walmart and a rag, bro. And I was like washing cars, windows, bro, just like so getting money for food. Yeah. But then after two weeks, bro, I was like, man, I said, what? I, I swallowed my pride. It was more of me because I'm being prideful. I don't want to go back home. And after like two weeks, I was like, fuck, I'm going to go home, bro. So I finally went home. And then, um, you know, my parents didn't even know, man, but they saw my clothes were all messed up and shit. And like, where's your backpack at? Like, where's your clothes at? And 
I just made some shit up. But then, like a few days after, that's when I met my wife. Then I wish I could have my wife here, bro. She'll tell you how I look. When I met her, bro, I had a full on beard, bro. Mm. My hair, I didn't get a haircut. I was just like, bro, fresh off the streets, like for reals, bro. Yeah. And then, um, I, even to this day, my wife would be like, I don't even know how I paid attention to you, man. You, <laughs> it's like, you look like a homeless person, man. Yeah. She'll tell you, bro. And then uh, I sang, I sang a song that day. We, we went to karaoke. I sang a song. And she said, well, she said, you sang kind of good. I liked your personality. So I gave her my number. I gave my wife my number, and she gave me her number. And for like seven days, bro, I was like texting her, bro. I was texting her and calling her, no answer, bro. And then finally, I was like, um, in Spanish, with my broken Spanish, I texted her. I was like, uh, I said, why'd you give me your number for? What was the point of that? Just be a grown-ass woman, man. So you're grown yeah. up. Tell me you don't want to text you. I won't text you. That's it. All of a sudden, she's like, oh, she said, I've been busy and blah, blah. She's like, um, well, let's go out uh, tomorrow, which is, uh, I think it was a Friday or Saturday. But I went to the barber, bro. I got a haircut for the first time. shaved my beard. And then um, at that time, I didn't even have a car, bro. I'd like, my mom let me use a car. I went to her, to her house where she was staying at. And when she answered the door, she's like, and it's too. Like, she got shocked, bro. She's like, I cleaned up really nice, bro. I was like, man, yeah, yeah man, I cleaned up too, man. So after that, bro, like, like three weeks after that, she, she ended up moving in. We were staying in the garage, bro. We were living in the garage yeah. for like three months. And then uh, we ended up, uh, where did we go after that? Oh, we ended up moving to test when we, uh, we ended up getting married. Mm-hmm. Bro, and she married me, bro. Like, I didn't even have nothing, bro. Yeah. Like, I didn't have a fucking house, no car. And like, bro, like, she's still with me to this day, bro. Well, it's crazy, man. How many years ago was that? That was, uh, what are we, 2023? That was 11 years ago, man. We met right. in October. October 4th, 2011 is when we met. 2012, sorry, 2012. 2012. And we yeah. got married in January, man. Man, yeah. so that was pretty fast. Yep, we're still together, bro. It's like, man. It's amazing. Yeah. So all that time you were homeless, that was when? Like September, October? It was like in August. August? August. No. Yeah, you're right, September. Around September. September. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, because like, in, in Chicago, the winters are probably crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. So. The winter, hell no, bro. I would have went straight to my parents' house, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I would be out there, bro. But during the summer, you're like, it's nice out here, man. I'll stay out here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And then, uh, so you're in Chicago, and then I know eventually you moved out. You moved to Texas. Um, you came here, but what was that process like? What happened throughout those years? Oh, so the, um, in Texas, we were in Texas for five months, bro. Yeah. We were in Texas for about five months. All right, so that's another thing, bro. So when we moved to Texas... I have a homie that lives there. He was he was in the Navy. I was in the Marines. Then yeah. we met. He was my neighbor when I was in San Diego. He um he was in charge. He was in charge of a he was in a prison. He was like like a supervisor. And he was like, bro, move to Texas, bro. He's like, I got you, I'll get you a job, bro. We're hiring. And then like one day he calls me, bro. It was like it was like I wanna say I'll make up a day. It was either Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever. He's like, Bro, we're hiring. Uh I told about you. You could start. You could start the the, the training on Tuesday because it's a small prison, so they don't go like to an academy. Uh, you could start on Monday or Tuesday. I told my wife we're already married. Let's move to Texas. I'm gonna be a. I'm gonna work as a, in the prison. And they say, like, sure. Well, we packed our stuff like the next day. And we left that fast. Drove down to Texas. Moved to Texas, bro. That that time I already had the card, man. So we moved to Texas. She quit her job, bro. That she's she's been in that job for like four or five years. Wow. Quit her job. What was she doing? She was working in a nursing home in the, in the kitchen, mm. in the nursing home. So we got there Sunday. We got there Sunday. It was a Sunday or Monday. But I remember the next day. Um, yeah, we got there Sunday because Monday, uh, I, I had a free day Monday. Tuesday was when I started. And uh, I even put, the, I mean, I already had put the application online already. Monday, they called me, bro. Uh, yeah, man, we froze the hiring. 
Bro. So you move down there and then they're yeah. like, yeah, sorry. Yep. Froze yeah. the hiring, bro. They're like, well, apologies. I'm mad. I said, you guys realize I moved from Chicago, bro. And my, my friend, he felt like shit. It wasn't his fault. So he's like, bro, he's like, you guys stay here as long as you need to. Do whatever you can. So I still had like the, the VA, the MGI bill. Yeah. So I was like, man, I, I'm, I'm always thinking of my feet, bro. Shit happens all the time, bro. I always think of my feet. So I started looking, man. man fuck it, man. What can I do? I said, I drove a box truck. Because uh, during, during that time um, when, I, when I was already married to my wife, mm-hmm. I started working for, uh, for a company called M&M Special Events. They like set up tents at events and shit, and they need a truck driver. So I, I drove a box truck, bro. Mm. And I was like, man, I drove a box truck already, man. It's like, fuck, man, just just do my CDL, man. So I started. So I so I applied for a, for a school over there called a- ACT. It's in Abilene, Texas, and that was four weeks. I became a uh, I got a CDLA, so I became a truck driver in Texas. But I was doing uh, deliveries like in uh, Odessa, and uh, what was it, Midland, Texas, and those mm-hmm. areas. And that lasted for like four years. By that time, my wife's already pregnant uh, with our first child, and um, bro, she was missing back home. Bro, her sister was in Chicago. So what the fuck are we doing over here, man? There's some racist ass people. Like, bro, there's some racism over there, bro. Yeah, you told me about that. Break yeah. that down a little bit. Yeah, so like, there was there was a few times when we we would go to the store and we were speaking Spanish. Man, I almost got into it once one dude. It was like, we, and he was Latino, Latino, bro. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey man, we're 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 in America. You speak. Uh, he's like, you don't speak Spanish here. And then, bro, I fucking started. I was like, bro, I served eight years in the fucking Marine Corps. I speak whatever fucking language I want. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh my, my apologies. You were served in the Marine Corps. I was like, man, I was like. No, I was like, calm down, calm down, bro. Like, we, man, man. But, um, all right, bro, besides that, like, you can just talk. People look at you different, bro. Like, um, cuando, cuando los tejanos, like, when you, cuando sabes que eres mexicano. Yeah. Like, they, they, uh, they, they think they're better than you, bro. Yeah. And it's so crazy because, like, two generations ago, that was you, you know? Or, like, one generation ago. We look identical. Yeah. But, yeah, they're like, you, you, even if you ask them, like, do you speak Spanish? Like, I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. Or, like, I don't, like, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why it's like that. The food over there was weird, bro. I remember um, we went to, uh, so so they live in a small town. We live in a small town called Winters, Texas. Yeah. It's in between Abilene and San Angelo, Texas. So then uh, one day my homie says, um, hey, man, it's a weekend. Let's go to San Angelo. It's like an hour away. Let's go to a bar over there. So we went to this bar. That's one thing I did, like, bro. That we went to a bar and toca musica country and norteño and tejano music. And everybody's fucking kicking it, bro. So this is where they threw, this is where they threw us off, bro. They were like, let's go get some tacos, man. So we went to a taco stand. Uh, not even talking about it. it was a restaurant mm-hmm. and my wife man like dude man hell yeah Winters Texas is a small town they have no fucking Mexican food there, bro. Yeah. like you know real like shit that we're used to bro so then we go to this, like, this restaurant and then they had Al Pastor on the menu my wife man she's like hell yeah bro it's been months man so she gets Al Pastor <clears throat> and then um, and then they give her a taco bro and the, the Pastor was different bro she was like she asked the waiter hablaba español de muchacho ese, ese no es Al Pastor She's like, yeah, it's El Pastor. He's like, es, 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 es carne de puerco? Said, no, it's res. And then he's like, it's brisket. Yeah. So like, they call that El Pastor. And I was like, what the fuck? Take this shit away, man. <laughs> and then finally, um, like our second month in there, we went to uh, we went to Dallas. Because my homie was still reserves. Mm-hmm. So we went to Dallas and they actually had like real taquerias over there. And mm. I was like, fuck, man. It was a small town, bro. It was just... I don't know, man. I liked it at first, man, but then I was like, you know, always living in the city, man. It's like it's, it's different, bro. It's hard to adjust. Yeah, for sure. And how old were you when you had your first kid? Uh, I was nineteen, man. Nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. I was uh, fresh out of boot camp, man. Oh, okay. Yep. And then what was that like compared to obviously you were a father much, much later on? Um, after you know a bunch of different experiences in life, you were in the Marines, you got out, 
But what was it? What was the difference like between you know being a father for the first time and then later on? Oh uh, man, the first time, man. Honestly, man, I, mean, I still, I was, I was still like a kid, man. So like, um, my my daughter was two months. She was born two months early, man. She was supposed to be born in June, and then she was born in April. I was in Phoenix, bro. I was in Phoenix with uh, like we had met some people, in uh, in Mexico, bro. They call it Rocky Point. Yeah. So we went, we went to Phoenix to kick it. No, that's that's a lie, bro. We went to Phoenix because one of my homegirls' uh, brother lived in Phoenix, so we were kicking it over there. I remember I got that phone call. Hey, um, hey, um, Lorena's, Lorena's in the hospital, man. I was like, all right, she okay? He's like, she's going through labor. I was like, what? Dude, so I remember I, I missed I missed my first daughter's birth, man. Yeah. So by the time I got back, and you had to get approved the military, you can't just be like, hey, peace, I'm going up to Yeah, case. yeah. You got to go to chain of command. So I didn't go, I didn't get to, I didn't get approved for leave till like two days after, bro. Mm. So by the time I got there, like, she was already born. But, um... It was it was uh it was like it was surreal man you know because um I was nineteen man and man dude I'm a dad bro like yeah she was tiny bro and uh and then compared to um compared to like my 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 for my son they're eleven years apart um I I got to see him be birth and stuff and obviously more mature man yeah um so and it, it was it was it was like a different feeling than that in the way that um. I don't know how to say it without sounding bad, man. I'm bad. I love my daughter. I fell in love with my daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, for those 11 years, I was like, dude, I'm never, because I never thought I was going to get married. Uh, after I got divorced, I just told my mom, I'm never getting married, man. I don't, that's it. I'm done, man. So then to go from that time, my first boy, man, like, it was just like, um, then seeing my daughter, my daughter was there with me. And she had to, like, seeing her carrying her baby brother, man. It was, it was a good feeling, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. So it, it was it was different in the way that I, I, obviously, I was already, I was, I was already 30, man, when Max was born. Hmm. Yeah, I was 30 years old, so I was already in the mode of the guy. I was like, fuck, man, I'm fucking old, bro. Like, I would be fucking in, in a fucking cane when he's, like, 30-something, bro. <laughs> yeah, so me and my daughter were, like, um, we have a lot in common, man, me and my daughter. Because, like, she saw me grow up, bro, my yeah. daughter, man. You know, like, so she's all the same music that I like. If you go on her on her playlist, bro, she has Snoop on there. She'll have, like, Intocable on there. She has, like, um, she likes Corridos. She'll have, like, Metallica on there. Like, her playlist is crazy, bro. Yeah. Like, that's because like she saw me grow up, bro. So yeah, she's more mature than me, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you told me you guys are um, very similar but very different. Obviously, you said she's in school now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that and that aspect, bro. She's uh, she's way more responsible than I was. Mm. I I say she has more personality. She's goofy. She likes to make people laugh. But like she has her mom's like responsible. She's responsible like her mom. Yeah. Yeah. So she got like the best of both worlds, bro. Yeah. And then going through the divorce, was that like after you got out of the military or before? No, I was during the military, bro. Okay. Yep. And do you think it was the military played a big part in that? No, I mean that was that was because um, I I, I was I was an asshole, bro. I was yeah, I, I kind of pushed her, mm. I pushed her away, bro. Yeah. But do you think it was military wise or immaturity or immaturity, bro? Yeah, because yeah. I I was you know like I was I was I was messing around, bro, when I was I was young and stupid and yeah, yeah. So maybe I think I think it's better because I, not better man. Obviously I I, I like I you know it sucks that I did not did right. that. But man with my wife now bro like fucking I would I would never do shit like that to my wife bro. Right. So, and then having kids now you obviously you said you have five kids now. Yeah. So four new ones. Yeah. What was that experience of fatherhood after that? Um. So for Max like he was my first boy right. Yeah. So I was like man got my first boy. Then Emiliano was born. Emiliano was like, oh, man, cool, man. I got two boys now. And then Sebastian was born. I was like, okay, man, we got three boys. <laughs> I was like, and I know, um, for after that, that was, that was it, man. 
Yeah. Like my wife, obviously, she was like, she loves my daughter, man. My wife loves my daughter. Like she loves her a lot, man. But I, I know, man. I know, I know. Like, dude, I know she wants. I know she wants her, her, her own daughter. A girl, man. yeah. Yeah, so I was like, um, it wasn't even planned, man. I, I planned it. She didn't know, remember. <laughs> so I was like, we gotta try, man. Yeah, oh, man. But she found out she was pregnant, bro. She was, she was pissed, bro. Yeah. She was like, I told you, like, I didn't want no more kids, and and I was like, we gotta try, man. So like, um, it was supposed to be a surprise, bro. Like, uh, we went to do the ultrasound, and then um, so she said, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. And then when I saw, it was like, it's a girl. And then, um, dude, I, I called my sister-in-law right away. I was like, well, there's some, uh, my, they call her Mighty. So Mighty's having a girl. I said, what? Are you serious? So yeah, I was like, man, I almost want to tell her because she's fucking pissed. She's being an asshole to me, man. Yeah. Because she thinks she has another boy, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to fucking tell her. I, I, I can't take this fucking, this attitude, man. So I kind of ruined it, bro. We were supposed to have like a whole party, but I fucking told her. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're But she was happy, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. She started crying, bro. Yeah. Yeah, she was happy. That's amazing, man. How old are, how old are your kids, though? Uh, let's see. Lily's gonna be twenty one. Max just turned nine. Um, Emiliano's gonna be uh, eight. He's gonna be eight. So I said we'll be six in May, and then Nana Nana just turned three. Oh, she's so tiny. Yeah. She's no, that's not that long ago then. Yeah, eight almost an eight, eighteen year difference, bro. Yeah. Between uh, her and Lily. Yeah. Yeah. That's the oldest and the and the and the youngest of girls. Yeah. I'm sure she she loves her too. Yeah, of course, it's, man. Yeah. yeah, she loves her siblings, bro. That's super yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. And then moving to Vegas. So kind of recapping the whole moving situation. Um, you were doing the truck deliveries in, in, in Texas, obviously. Um, you spoke about how it was like a little bit hostile towards you. Um, people are a little bit different. The food is not as good, obviously. How did you make, how did you make it to Vegas? Um, all right, so that that all right, that shit was uh, it was kind of a, a shady move on my part with my wife, bro. Yeah. When I met my wife, I used to tell her, I'm going back out west, man. Either California, Arizona, Nevada, I don't know where I'm going. And she's like, good luck with that. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so anyways, by the time we were, we were ready, 2000, 2017, we were what? We were, we were married for four years already. Mm-hmm. So then um, I, I started, I, when I was a truck driver, um, I don't know if you know what a broker is, a logistics broker. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the middleman. So um, I was a truck driver and I was driving Uber at the same. Uber had just came out, so I was doing Uber just for extra money. And I met a guy who worked for um, we you know I me. Mean? I always talk to people, man. When I was Uber driver, what do yeah. you do, man? He's like, I work for a company. Uh, I went as a logistics broker. I was like, oh, for real? He's like, who uh, who do you work for? He's like, you probably never heard of them, dude. But um, no, that's what he said. I said, like, who, who, uh, who who do you work for? Like, we just talking. What do you do for a living? He's like, I work for a company. You probably never heard of them. TQL. Like TQ, I've told Call Logistics I'm a truck driver. Now for real, and this and that. So he's like, um, he's like, oh, he's like, you ever thought about being a broker? I was like, not really, man. He's like, man, you're a people person. You talk. That's what it is, a salesman. And um, he's like, oh, you should, you should think about it, bro. They make good money. You can stay home. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'll think about it, bro. So I went online. We ended up exchanging numbers. I went online, put the application, and I saw right away four year degree. I was like, fuck, there goes that, man. So I was like, I put it anyways, bro. And then, uh, the, you know, the experience, I'm a truck driver, blah, blah, blah. I put him as a reference. And then one day they call me. Uh, oh, we saw you. You're a truck driver. He's like, oh, we have a few guys here that are successful. They're truck drivers. They know the industry. They know how to talk to truck drivers. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, dude, so I went through the interview, bro, and I ended up getting the job. So I was there for a year and a half. Um, so I started there in February. And then um, it's it's uh, six months training. You train for six months. And you're, you call, what do they call it, LAE, a logistics. Uh, you're like a helper. Yeah. 
Like you gotta do that for six months before you get your own book of business. So at this time, um, it was a big class, like thirty of us, and uh, they say they said uh, we have this program. No one has done it yet. Um, if you, if you could like get like uh, two new customers as a as a as an assistant, and then like certain amount of revenue. Uh, you could do it five months instead of uh, six months. And I remember, bro, my friend Ryan Scott. Shout out to Ryan Scott, man. That's my homie, man. We're in the same class. When they said that, no one has done it yet, though. I said, I'm going to be the first one. Hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, whatever, bro. And I was the first one. I got 12 customers, bro, instead of two. No and, shit. Yeah, and I beat the, I beat the revenue by like 5,000. I yeah. went over 5,000. It's not a lot because like, you're not you're not cold calling. You're doing this on your own time. And then, um, yeah, so I did that. I became a, I became a broker in five months. I was the first one to do it, bro. It was like 300 of us that 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 year that tried to do it, and then um, they had the end of the year party. I ended up getting rookie of the year. I got a plaque rookie of the year, and then uh, so I became a supervisor after that. And then I was looking for also like I was looking at different offices. There was like 48, 40 something offices at TQ at that time throughout the U.S. And I was looking around. There's none in California because California doesn't have non compete, so they don't want to deal with California because you have to sign non compete. Yeah. And then I was like Las Vegas, man. I was looking at Phoenix. I was like, Man, Las Vegas seems pretty cool. And then I pressed info. And as soon as you pressed info, bro, I didn't know like the the manager in Vegas got the got the he got the notice right away. Mm. And if that would it was an accident, bro. I, it was like I pressed the uh, info. Yeah, he got it. He messed me right now, right away, bro. Everybody's heard of you, bro. You want to come to Vegas? We can make that happen. And I was like. Uh, he he bought me for like two weeks, man. Cause my man, I was I was like I was doing good, bro. Yeah. And then two weeks later, I was like, you know what, man? Let's set it up, bro. Just like that. I didn't even tell my wife nothing, bro. Yeah. And they're like, all right. So they they set it up for the move. Um, that was like in March, bro. And then um, they set up the move. And then I told my wife, I said, hey, we're going, we're leaving to Vegas, man. And I already got it because they 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 put me as a super like a, as Ellie Ellie as a as a team lead. Yeah. And then uh, in June, they, they, they paid for me and my wife and my kids to come over here for three days uh, to look for an apartment and stuff. And then uh, we ended up looking around. We, we saw ones on Vegas Drive and uh, I didn't even know the streets of Vegas Drive and Rainbow. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we went back to Chicago and then they put our they put our move date for uh, I got here August 4th of 2017. Yeah. Just like that, bro. There was an accident, bro. <laughs> but I was like, fuck it. So we got here and then... Um, for a month and a half later, I ended up getting fired, bro, in Vegas. But that was um, so we when we got here um a month like in September they let me go, man. Yeah, for some stupid. It was my fault, bro. What I was doing, I was doing some like I was doing some stupid shit, man. I ended up letting get, getting that go, and then I was like, I still got Uber, bro. So I signed up for Uber, got mm-hmm. my Nevada license right away. I started doing Uber, and then I did uh, I drove for Bell Transportation as a limo driver for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've been doing shit like that, bro. And how have you liked Vegas? Since I love here? Vegas, bro. I love Vegas. As soon as I got here, bro, I was like, man, dude. I remember August 4th, there was like 117 degrees. Yeah. Bro, when I got here. I was going to ask about that because I'm like, I guess Texas gets pretty hot, but Vegas oh, heat like is different, bro. Yeah. My wife's like, oh, me chingados, me trajistas, man. Like, <laughs> for like two years, man. I took her, she didn't start working at Mandalay Bay till 2018. Yeah. So it took her about a year. Before she got her job, man. But then she started getting a groove. Now, like she's like, man, she likes it here. She doesn't love it, but she she like, to her it's home now, man. We have mm-hmm. we had two kids, two more kids. We got here with two kids, and then we had two more, added two more to that. Mm-hmm. So I got two Vegas babies. Yeah. And how have you seen the evolution of Vegas? You've been here a short time, but yeah. in that time, it's changed a lot. Um, let me see. So when we got here, man. Like the Raiders Stadium wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember that lot was empty, man. Uh, they, they, I don't even think the Aces were here yet. 
the Aces, the basketball team, no. no. The, the the hockey team started right. Yeah. Bro, I got here um right after. before the shooting, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, that's why I fell in love with. That's why. That's when I fell in love with Vegas, man. So uh, I mean, I was I was at um, I missed it by like ten minutes, man, because I was already driving Uber. This in October. Uh, I I picked someone up at the Luxor. I saw I saw I saw the timestamps, dude, because you know they have all the records. Yeah. I saw the timestamps. I picked someone up like at nine fifty something from Luxor and took them all the way down to like down west. And then I was I was I was by my by my apartment, so I shut the app. I went home, got home, Facebook, and then oh, prayers for Vegas, prayers like what? Prince for for what, dude? I was just on the strip like an hour ago, man. No shit. And I remember, yeah, that was crazy, man. Then um, remember the Golden Knights hadn't even started. Yeah, they had the first game that day, like preseason game. Mm-hmm. But I remember like that week, man. They were at the drives, the blood drives and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, dude, how could you not like? Bro, I became a Knights fan right away, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that was a scary time for Vegas because that had never, even in the country, that had never happened. Uh, it was well, the year before that, Pulse said in Orlando. Yeah. It was like fifty-two. Yeah. This one was fifty-eight. Yeah. That was crazy. But it was crazy. Yeah, just the way it happened. The fact that it was like in the Mandalay Bay in the window. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, Vegas, I think, not to say it was a good thing, but Vegas really found kind of an identity through that tragedy. Because I don't remember a single event that kind of polarized Vegas and made everybody come together like that. And after that, it's just been like Vegas has been super good. Like the culture changed. Now, like we have the Knights, we have the Aces, we have the Raiders and... The Raiders aren't doing so well, but everybody, everything else is like thriving, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right, man. It, um, yeah, you're right, man. Like that. I mean, I, I wasn't here long enough before that, so like, I just know Vegas from then to now, man. So like, but yeah, you're right, man. It seems it seems like um, I it's weird to me, man, when um when I talk to uh people that been that that been living here for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh man, Vegas, um, it's a it's a sad town. No one talks to nobody. I said, like, man, what side of town do you live on, bro? Like, yeah. if you go to North Town, like toda toda raza se, se junta, bro. Like, yeah. yeah, I feel like it's more like the non Mexican people that would that say that, bro. Like, yeah, because to me, man, it feels like home, bro. Like, honestly, man, like now that my kids, uh, for for my kids, it's gonna be their home because they're gonna have friends going up, man. But now, like, I met I met a lot of people through TikTok, and I feel I feel at home, bro. I, I don't have that problem, man. Yeah, I think it's just that, man. Because me, I'm a people where I talk to anybody, bro. Yeah, and um. Well, the, another part that I missed, uh, I, I, I went to Crescent Gaming and bartending. So I, I, I got my license to be a dealer, like blackjack dealer. Oh, yeah? And uh, my, my homie, my homie Jace, uh, we, we were in the same class, bro. And he's one of my longest friends in Vegas, bro. I, I met him as soon as I got I started going to Crescent Gaming. Like, okay, so when I got fired in September from TQL, uh, right away, bro, I started going to, uh, I forgot, I totally missed that part. Yeah. Yeah, so when I was driving for Uber and shit, I was, I was doing that. And I did that more for the reason because... Uh, the post nine eleven, which is the MGI bill. Mm-hmm. If you go to school, they they give you rent money, mm-hmm. and that's why I did it. Man. I didn't want to go to school, man. But it was like this is something easy. Who doesn't know how to fucking deal cards and shit? <laughs> so I did that for seven months, and they were paying me like fourteen hundred bucks a month, like for rent and shit. Yeah, so it was cool. Man. I met some good friends though. Yeah, and you didn't do that for a job at all. Um, so <clears throat> excuse me, Texas Station, man. I was I was blackjack. Ah, uh, Texas Station. Yeah. So that I did that up to March seventeenth was my last day. March. The pandemic happened. Uh, they shut everything on March seventeenth, March the day before March sixteenth. Uh, they called me and told me they were gonna lay me off because there wasn't enough work. Because they, they everything instead of six people at a black table, they're only three. They didn't have enough people going to the casino, mm-hmm. so they, they they let me go the day before they shut everything down, bro. And after that, I was like, damn, I'm not gonna go back to that, man. Yeah, Texas yeah. Station was the spot. <laughs> Obviously, you didn't grow up here, but I don't know. I feel like every city has a cool spot. That side of town, because that's I grew up like. 
five minutes down the street from there. Right. So we used to always go to the movies there, to the arcade there. Um, everything was there. They had like this buffet. We used to always go to the buffet there. Was it a feast? Uh, yeah, Damn. feast buffet, man. It was so good. Man, that place is good. Now they're building like a big shopping center there. That's what I heard, bro. Yeah, and uh, the C you you follow the CEO of Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah. So um, so he's he's cool, man. I, I've never met him. I know he's from Illinois too, like I am. But uh, I follow this man. He knows a lot of info. So I guess he's 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 he he thinks that they're gonna put an MLS team uh, right there. No shit. Yep. He says oh uh, he said uh, North Las Vegas is gonna get a professional team. That's what it was about. He says it's gonna be an MLS team. It's gonna be a volleyball team. He's like I think it's gonna be an MLS team. Man, we're becoming like. The bro. fucking place to be right now, dude. I know, man. I love Vegas, bro. I'm talking yeah. about here. I ain't going nowhere, bro. But <laughs> I, if the rent goes up and I gotta pitch a tent with my kids somewhere, bro, fuck it, bro. Pitch a tent, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, yeah. That's like the only negative part is like everything's gonna be more expensive. It's but, everywhere though, bro. But yeah, exactly. And I feel like if you're gonna set your roots down, you might as well set your roots down somewhere you're comfortable. And it's not like you're moving to LA or New York right now. From here, that's yeah. like super crazy expensive. And you're going to be like nobody. But at least now, uh, I feel like we're still at the beginning of that transition. We're still early enough where like if you make a, a good foundation for yourself, you're going to be good. Yeah. You know, even if it's a little hard right now, you'll be good. Yeah, man. No, I mean, I, I, like I said, bro, like like anywhere, bro. Chicago is more expensive than here, man. Um, Anywhere, bro. Like er, 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 all, all the rents are going to went up, bro. So yeah. I'd rather be somewhere where I like it, bro. Why am I going to move somewhere where like I don't know anybody here? Well, I didn't know anybody here, but this is Vegas, bro. Exactly. Like, I love it here, bro. Yeah. So what's next for Jose the Taco Guy? Obviously, um, I guess before before we get into that question, uh, the great Las Vegas Taco Festival is going down this weekend. So oh, what yeah. are you expecting for that? Um, I, on that on that one, I, man, honestly, man, I just I just I'm glad, I'm glad I, I team. Uh, well, I'm glad Jesse reached out to me, man. Jesse, uh, if you guys know Jesse Coronado, he goes by Uncle Taco, mm-hmm. Uncle Taco on on Instagram. Uh, yeah, he reached out. He reached out to me, man. Told me about Mexi Papa. He's the one that told me about Mexi Papa was looking for uh, for foodies for his for his for his uh, YouTube for yeah. his um, segment. And um, and he's like, man, he's like, um, he just invited. I kind of invited myself, bro. He he didn't even invite me. Like he he wanted me to be, be a part of the taco festival, but me going, you know, these past few days I've been going over there like to help him. Mm-hmm. That was just on me, bro. Like I just I just went. Yeah. And I'm hanging out with him, and I'm learning a lot, bro. Like he's he's uh. I don't even think I don't even think he knows this man, but he's like my mentor, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even think he knows that, bro. Wow. Like I'm listening, I'm like I'm like a sponge, man, listening to everything he's saying, and not not in the way where like, oh man, I want to go do something else myself. I want I want to I want to stay with him. I, I want to be a part of that. He calls it Project Taco. Yeah. I want I want to be there with him, bro, and like help him like on the next one, and he's already putting me in there in there. Like today when I was leaving, I was like, man, I said thank you for letting me kick it with you guys, man. I said I want to feel like I'm part of the team. He's like, man, you are part of the team, bro. And he gave me the shirt. Well, his wife gave me the shirt. That's badass. And, um, yeah, man. So hopefully uh, I could grow with him, bro. Like, you know, that'd be tight. Yeah. What are you expecting? Because they're obviously one of the big faces uh, from here in Vegas. Um, what is the event going to be like for the people that don't know? Because obviously this is going to go out Friday. Yeah. So if you're listening to this Friday at all, um, Friday night starts and it's going to be um, throughout the whole weekend. Yeah, so it's all man. It's everything, bro. Like, it's anything like you can think that uh, what Mexicanos and Chicanos like, bro. So you're gonna have the tacos. You're gonna have the carnival for the kids, right? I'm talking about a carnival, carnival yeah, yeah. bro. Uh, you're gonna have uh, over three. He said about three hundred cars in the car show. He's gonna have a car show aspect of it. All the food, bro. Like all kinds of food, bro. Um, there's a there's a guy that sells lumpia there, bro. But he's, no it's, a, it's a Mexican inspired lumpia. He's gonna put like. A, 
He said he's going to put chicharrones on it, bro. Mm-hmm. Lupio chicharrones, obviously, se voy a cilantro. Um, he calls it Lupio Bucket, by the way. Shout out to Lupio Bucket, man. Um, obviously, uh, the, he's going to have mariachis. Over 200 mariachis, bro. No, yeah, it's going to be a mariachi. Um, there's going to be a contest who's, which which school has the best mariachi. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have Lucha Libre. He's going to have a ring with Lucha Libre, bro. Uh, he's going to have the altares, altares for uh, Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. Like a whole aisle of it. Um, what else is what else is gonna have? Ramon Ayala, bro, on Sunday, bro. La Nueva Onda Norteña. Shout out to the homies, La Nueva Onda Norteña. They're from Vegas, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, bro. It's just, you can't miss it, bro. If you get if you hear it, fifteen bucks, bro. Fifteen bucks. Even if you're for Ramon Ayala, uh, go to projecttaco.com. Get you get to see Ramon Ayala for fifteen bucks. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's insane. Oh, obviously beer and cantaritos. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time, man. So y'all make sure you. Buy your tickets, man. Hopefully, we see you guys. If you guys uh, see us there this weekend, man, come say hi. Hell yeah, bro! You gotta be there. You gotta be there, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and what's next for Jose, the taco guy? What's on your horizon? What plans do you have? What projects do you want to be a part of? What do you want, like the next, I don't know, year, five years, ten years of your content and your life to look like? Um, hey, you know what? I never thought. I never, I never think those terms. I, just, I always wing it, bro. Like, I, I don't plan anything out, man. Um. I just, I, my thing is just, uh, obviously I want to grow, right? I want my account to grow and mm-hmm. later on the right. Cause you, you know, like, you know me, I, 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 sh- I pop into places like I don't, I don't charge these, I don't charge the companies. Yeah. My thing is like, if I got big enough, maybe get a sponsorship, maybe man, like from like one of the Mexican brands, like Tapatio or mm-hmm. like make my, make, make money that way, bro. Like if, if I got big enough, I think like a million followers would be like the sweet spot where you can start getting looked at. Man. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that's about it, man. Like I, I don't have any. I don't have any plans like that. I mean, I've, I've had plans like, you know, like you ever, you ever had like those, like those thoughts in your head, like, dude, like, like, um, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, write a movie script or something, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, but, That'd be badass. Yeah. But let's manifest it right now. If you could pick three brands that would sponsor you, who would you pick? Uh, you said Tapatio is one. All right. Tapatio, that, that was just, that was just me saying, all right, yeah, Tapatio, yeah. Um, Tapatio, uh, Jaritos. Jaritos would be badass. Yeah, and uh, who's who'd be another one, man? What's up? I'm trying to think of brands that I like that I actually like, man. Um, um I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind like one of the bigger chains, like Cardenas or something, or I don't know, you know, like one of those yeah. big brands, you know, because Cardenas is everywhere, you know, yeah, in the southwest at least, something like that. That'd man. be badass. I'd pick Hot Cheetos as one. <laughs> hot Cheetos, I see, fucking like, love Hot Cheetos. I say Hot Cheetos like I know it's gonna sound stupid, man. I'm not, I'm not a Hot Cheetos fan, man. No. Takis. See, I, I, I like spicy stuff, but in food, man, like you know, all those chips that came out, like uh, all the, like bro, even even like Doritos, you know, like people like Valentina, yeah, yeah. Tapatio. I don't even. You do don't that, like bro. that? Because I, I like I like my Doritos to taste like Doritos. I want my Cheetos to taste like Cheetos. Which Doritos is the best favorite? But the best Doritos flavor? Oh, I just like the natural. The regular was the natural. Natural cheese. Yeah, man. At least yeah. you're not a ranch guy. No, I, no, I can't stand. <laughs> I hate those ranch. Cool ranch, ranch like Doritos. You know? Uh, people love those though. They'll ride like by that. those. I don't know. I can't. Yeah. I can never get into. I can't. It. I can't do that, bro. Like, uh, put, put like, um, I can do like, uh, you know, like sandia, tahini, and stuff like that. But man, my wife, man, she puts Valentina on popcorn. Yeah, me too. Ruins it for me, bro. Every time <laughs> she makes pop, when we first started, got together. Yeah. You know, I'm película. It's just me and her before we even had the kids, bro. I was like, why would you ruin popcorn like that, man? Just yeah. put butter on it, man. <laughs> like, I, I, I love salsa, bro. Like, I like uh, the spicy is better for me for like tacos, but. For mm. me, a snack is a snack, bro. Like, I don't know. Yeah. This is one thing. Like, the elotes. I can't do elotes with the mayonnaise and all that. Like, there's, like, little things that 
Taco Bell. 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 Taco B